You're listening to Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast, discovering our inner depths, one fathom at a time. Well, hello again, friends, and surprise, we have a bonus episode of Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast for you, and we're really excited about uh, this little surprise. So uh, this is an extra episode that we're throwing into our feed and we think you're gonna really like it. So uh, today with us, we have a few of our Enneagram friends, Becca and Molly, who are gonna talk about a project that they uh, co-founded and are working on called Enneagram Magazine. And from time to time, we here at Fathoms, we like to partner with other groups or companies uh, that we feel share some common goals and values. And Becca and Molly certainly fit in those categories. Um, There's a lot of what they are trying to do and what we're trying to do here at Fathoms that align. So Becca and Molly, welcome to Fathoms. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. It's really good to have you. (laughs) And uh, thanks for joining us. And we're in all sorts of different locations today, uh, which is fun and thankful for technology to allow this to work. So why don't we start with who are you? Why don't you introduce yourselves and, uh, okay, let's do this. Why don't you introduce yourselves and then tell us your Enneagram origin story. So Becca, why don't we start with you? Yeah. Hi, I'm Becca Tenhaken and um, my Enneagram origin story started, I, it was about 10 years ago and was an part of, I was working at a university and doing student development and there was a workshop for student leader training, and it was a short but um, potent workshop that introduced this crazy thing called the Enneagram. And I actually wasn't able to attend. I was in another meeting, but all of a sudden, all these students started talking in numbers, and they were like, I'm this number, I'm this number. And we're like, I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> and um, already knowing as I um, lead with a type four, I'm already feeling left out, wanting to know what's the inside scoop, what's going on. I was also leading a lot of young men at the time that were not as like keen on it. So it took me a while to really start to uh, learn more about it because it didn't seem like it was resonating very much with the team I was leading. But gradually it started moving into more and more of a, um, a common language. It started to spread and mm. it started to become a little bit more meaningful. It became a language for people to explain themselves. Um, I would say now looking back, there were a lot of things like we should not have done <laughs> or <laughs> maybe would have like set up a little differently. Um, but but I feel like that's kind <laughs> yeah, of everyone's yeah. story a little bit is mm. the you learn as you go and there has to be an on-ramp somehow, some way, and it's a little clunky sometimes. But um, thankfully, that, was, that became a common language as uh, I was a resident director. So I was living in the dorm and was leading a team and the team really grabbed onto it and it became a way for me to individually lead each uh, student. And also became a spiritual practice for myself. And then I wouldn't say it wasn't until probably Mm. maybe three, four, five years later that it became a very dear tool to me as some of my other tools and other spaces, other safe spaces became less safe 
the Enneagram became a tool that I was able to hold on to as I took kind of a deconstruction journey and a healing journey and a deeper look inside. I kind of moved away mm. from the beach of the Enneagram, the more surface level, and started to go swimming into the deep depths of my yeah. own and started to see the rich, the rich, rich wisdom and and gift, but also like the the sacredness of it that had been a lost a little bit in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like that imagery too of going from the beach into the depths. Yeah. That works well for fathoms, right? Yeah, <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. And Molly, yeah, who are you? Hi, I'm Molly. And I focus more on the art direction and design of the magazine. And for me, it's actually great that you had Becca go first because I kind of enter in in that five-year gap that she mentioned once it started to really go deeper for her. Uh, that's when I met Becca, was in college as well. Um, so Enneagram came to me um, in college, and she was actually my resident director. So I was her one of her assistants. Mm. And it was in that time that they had a similar, they had a um, like a conference or session there that covered the Enneagram. And similarly was, you know, we look back and we're like, wow, what a fire hose, like, just like see these bullet points and choose what relates the most kind of thing. And um, it was interesting because I actually mistyped in that first, that Mm. first session and thought I was a four Mm. and um, I'm a nine. So the withdrawing for sure, that aspect really drew me in. I was like, okay, that (laughs) I relate with. And it was a lot about, you know, being artistic and being unique, feeling different, which I could relate to as a designer, as an artist, Uh, and um, (laughs) yeah, I joke that it took an eight to tell me I'm a nine, because it did. (laughs) I (laughs) was with an eight, and he was very firm of like, I want you Uh, to actually choose what design I should do, and I was like, I'm not going to choose the design you want, like, that's your decision, and he's like, no, you're going to decide, and I broke out in sweat and Mm. I was like I can't do this and he was like you're a nine actually and I was actually I was very frustrated by that Mm. I you know it really rocked my Mm. world because I was so sure and yeah I went back I was like I'm gonna prove to him I'm not I'm gonna prove to him I'm a four and Mm. dove into the nine a little bit more and actually the deeper motivations that are there and it really started to resonate in that uncomfortable way that they talk that we talk about often with Enneagram where it rubs (laughs) you and you're like okay that's actually yeah that's where it's at so yeah Mm. I came about it that way to find out that I was a nine and similar to Becca Mm. like it it sat with me I held that with me and it as I started to draw out um, years along into the Enneagram, it really started to hit different where I'm like, oh, this language is actually so beneficial yeah. to how I relate with others. And it's not just like this kitschy, like, oh, this is where I land. It's, wow, that's actually how I relate to that person. And now that affects how they relate wow. to me. And how can I now communicate it differently and work around and work out of this situation? So... Drew, what's it like to be surrounded by fours and nines right now? Uh, yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> I'm getting more. You feel a little bit of a I'm drag. I'm getting more perhaps. used to it. 
<laughs> Good. All right. So this is something we ask all of our guests. So I'm curious, uh, Becky, uh, Becca, and Molly, what do you what you think about this? So, um, if you were to be on an elevator, and you've got you know three flights uh, to go on an elevator with someone, and they ask you, "Hey, what is the Enneagram?" What do you say to them? As someone who, you know, puts out a magazine that's very extensive with lots of words, how would you boil down the Enneagram into, you know, just a few sentences? What would you say? It's a great question. Uh, I feel like that's why we do love that we do a magazine because <laughs> we have all of the space. <laughs> so that is a really, yeah, that's a great question. I think just for me personally, what I've experienced, um, very specifically within my relationship with my husband and kind of what I was getting at as it started to resonate deeper for me is that the Enneagram helps. And I think Suzanne maybe says this, a lot of people say this, it shows the box that you're already in. It's not trying to box you in to a specific type or a specific way that you do something. Um, It's trying to show you your motivations that are already existing that you may not even know are there. So it's trying to teach you really what is already there to grow outside of that and then um, to help you help give you the language to do that. That's what's been huge for me is language, the language Mm -hmm. piece of the Enneagram and how I now know and can look into my own motivations and then also be able to communicate that with others around me. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I would add um, like, yes to that for sure. <laughs> we would, we would take up more time in the elevator. We'd walk out yep. with them and <laughs> chat with them for longer. But, um, but I think we would say that we're huge fans of self-awareness and believe that there's a power behind self-awareness that can change everything for you. Mm -hmm. And we believe the Enneagram is a very helpful tool to guide you on that process. So we're not necessarily trying to create a ton of Enneagram converts. We're trying to champion self-awareness. And we believe the Enneagram is one of the best tools out there, one of the greatest gifts we have to access that self-awareness pretty quickly. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Uh, something we'd love to, to get into with you is just getting a bit more deep, maybe going to some of the fathoms here, if you will, of, you know, kind of the heart behind why you started um, the Enneagram magazine. That's what you guys do. That's what we're, we're really, we would just love to hear more what it is that's like, the passion behind why this thing got started in the first place. So we, I think we've, we've had this ongoing friendship and relationship for a long time now. And I think we discovered that we love this. I, we actually created a magazine for a friend and we just kind of came up with this passion project that we wanted to be part of what they were doing. And so we said, Hey, I'll pull together some the content and, Molly will design it and um, we'll just offer it to you as a gift and kind of not really knowing what we were getting into, but knowing that we had a deep love mm-hmm. for magazines mm-hmm. and we had a deep love for pulling away from digital, from slowing down from um, and noticing the increasing need for that in our own lives. So wanting to create something that helps guide that, helps um, facilitate that. So we created this magazine and it was one of those, oh, we really enjoyed this process. This was actually 
a really fun thing to do together and our mm-hmm. gifts seem to align yeah. really well. So we wanted to do it, but we weren't sure what, what was, what the topic was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we say it was a typical shower aha moment, <laughs> like where the best ideas come. Yeah. And Molly's just like, Enneagram, I literally think it needs to be Enneagram. Hmm. So that was kind of the very, very beginning stages. Molly, I don't know if you want to add to that. Yeah. And that's a lot of our journey too when we met each other was right around as we were diving deeper into Enneagram and me being introduced to it. So it was interesting that even our friendship was so rooted from the beginning around the Enneagram. And so it felt as if that journey just was also our friendship at the same time. So to have this product come out of that was just, oh, of course, like, let's do the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. Let's keep going deeper. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. I mean, I I know a lot of Enneagram things are are very relational, right? Sounds like that's a a good way to to get something going like this. Um, I'd love to hear too, what, there's so much content Enneagram wise being put out these days with, with books or with, um, you know, well, I'm curious what separates you guys, what makes you, what you do unique with the magazine? Like what about it? Tell us more about the magazine that is really you <laughs> specific to y'all. Yeah. I'd say as we were beginning to dream up this Enneagram magazine, that was a big question we had was, okay, how can we be different or what's especially you know a four and a nine like wanting to be unique and wanting to be able to relate and not just be a carbon copy of something that's already out there Mm -hmm. and we found ourselves actually really inspired by there's a magazine out there called new philosopher and it kind of plopped into my lap at the perfect time as we were starting to dream about what this magazine could look like and their approach is very topical based. So they choose a topic and then they have a a ton of collaborations with different writers that enter in writing from their perspective. And so as you engage with this magazine over teaching, you're learning about it from all different perspectives from all over the world, which as a nine, I am all about. I'm like, please, I want to hear from every yep. perspective. Like, <laughs> yeah. let me dive deep into that. Yes. Um, so it really inspired me easily. And then brought that into Becca. I was like, what if we did something that actually covered different topics and exposed the different perspectives where you would be challenged in your own perspective to hear something different? but also could potentially find a relate like a, pl- a place to relate with that number sure. where I'm a nine, but maybe a three actually is thinking very similar to me in the idea of creativity. Like maybe our fears are actually very similar and you start to bridge these numbers rather than continuing to isolate into, you know, your own pockets of, well, I just want to learn more about my own type. Mm. I just want to, know everything about my husband's type it's like how can we continue to make the conversation about all numbers interacting together and how we can relate across those barriers that we kind of see nowadays yeah I think just to emphasize we really believe in the power of story and so we weren't we didn't seek out to amplify our own voices. We were more wanting to set a table to invite people to share their story, to create a space that we can hear and learn. And we believe 
at our core, it's part of our manifesto is that we can learn from every single person. And so whether someone is just now learning about the Enneagram or has been studying it and is a master teacher, we believe that we have something to learn from everyone on the Enneagram journey, especially, but also broadly. And we also wanted to connect it to our everyday life to see to show that the Enneagram isn't just something that you talk about in your counselor's office, but this is something that does affect your approach to creativity, that we all are, if we get back to our true mm. selves, we are, are all creative. We all have an expression. We all have a story mm-hmm. to tell yeah. so that it does connect with these bigger things. So I think that was another big, big part. And we started with the primer, which is just lays the foundation because there is so much out there. We wanted to kind of share, hey, this is where we're coming from. And if you're brand new to this, here's a guide that gets you started, mm. that shows yeah. you a little bit of where we're coming from, where we learned and what was a helpful approach to us. And then we dive into these topics and it's just been so fun. And the more we do it, the more topics and right. ideas mm. come to mind. And so how many issues do you guys actually have now? We have six issues out currently, and then we've done some additional projects around those issues too, or on top of those issues. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. What, what can you tell us? What the, what are the ones that you have that are out right now? Yes, we have. So as Becca just mentioned, our first one is the primer, Enneagram primer that dives into, I don't know if you want like a little synopsis, but that dives into um, just the Enneagram. What is it? What are the numbers? Mm-hmm. How could you potentially figure out what number you are? And then we have creativity. So that's when we enter into our topic-based approach. Mm-hmm. Second one was creativity. Then our third one was leadership. Fourth one is spiritual formation. The fifth one was relationships. And then the sixth one that just released within this last month was on justice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are all pretty fantastic topics. Yeah. 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 That's really yeah. I just have to say, because I I don't know that you'll, you will say it, but one of the things that makes, I think, your magazine really distinctive is that it is beautiful. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you... I, I, I kind of hoard it Enneagram is. content. Yeah. So I have most of the books that have been published that are out. And... <laughs> Um, I have to say my wife uh, exiles them to my work office because most of them are hideous looking. (laughs) But then as soon as every episode of Enneagram magazine shows up, I can't let it leave the house because it, it belongs like on display. It's, it's, Mm. uh, it's a stunning kind of work Mm. of design and content. And, uh, and so I think that needs to be said. This is mm-hmm. not just a typical like Microsoft publisher <laughs> <laughs> newsletter or magazine. Like this is it, it's yeah. so well done. That's no good. clip Thank art. You. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Comic Sans is the only font oh, in the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would say that that is uh, that is a big part. Yeah. But that is that's kind of if you've been around the Enneagram a, a while, you know, it, it it's there's a lot of ugly design out there. Yeah, we wanted to create something that bridged a bit of the generational gap, potentially. Mm. We know that our generation is asking what is beautiful and that there is an important piece to the visual and that that invites 
invites people in and potentially lowers the guard a bit to get into some really important content. And so that's another, that was a very high value for sure. And Molly does a fantastic job. It's good. Awesome. Awesome. Your first issue of this year came out and it's on justice. Uh, can you give us a little bit of a taste of what um, our readers, or our readers, your readers and our listeners can expect? Coming off of 2020, justice was very much a hot topic and mm-hmm. it was just something that we knew we couldn't, and not that we would even want to avoid. It, we just knew we had to cover it. While it scared us greatly as two white people to even t- like touch that topic, we knew we couldn't avoid it. Um, it was just something really heavy that was working in our own lives, which so much of our magazine is that, truly. Um, creativity mm-hmm. is high value to us, so it was like, mm-hmm. no brainer, we're going to cover creativity first. And relationships we know is so important within Enneagram and how it impacted us. So a lot of the topics really do play off of things that are working in our own life. So as we were working through justice ourselves and um, 2020 and everything that had happened within that year, we just knew that was a no-brainer for us. So what you could expect out of that issue is we do touch on racial injustice, but with that being the big topic of 2020, we do expand it beyond that. Um, We do touch into many different areas of justice and injustice. We know that Enneagram numbers yeah. show up in justice different. So we're like, what does that, our brain started turning. Yeah. We're like, what does that look like? You know, for a nine or a five or a four mm. to show up in those spaces. So to be able to, again, provide a platform to just hear from yeah. numbers that are engaging in just like injustice and what does that look like for them? What are their organizations that they're working in and how can we highlight those organizations through our magazine? So a lot of yeah. a lot of things you can expect in there. But I think our biggest approach was talking about this idea of individual comfort and for the um, individual for then yeah. the communal. So individual. Communal. Yeah. 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 I don't know if you just want to touch on that. The Enneagram can be such an individual thing and we can get quite and internally to almost to a point where we get stuck so the but we believe that a full um, transformation happens when you first move in allow the truth to examine you and and then to move it outward into action we believe that that's a big part of it and so justice naturally lends itself to that that we need to just like the enneagram we first need to move inward and examine and then move into living it out, living it out um, in a communal context, understanding we're part of something bigger than ourselves. And uh, who are some of the contributors uh, for this issue? We're partnering up with people who are living out out this pati- like particular topics that we're exploring this year. Mm-hmm. We're partnering up and asking them to be an advisor, to lean into um, looking in the, into the content. What should we make sure that we're talking about? What are we mm. missing? What are the voices that need to be heard? So for the yeah. justice issue, we had a dear friend, Angela Lee, who does racial reconciliation workshops and um, has just a big heart for justice. Actually, her one of her daughter's names is Justice. Uh-huh. And um, she was such a guide and such a teacher in that process. And so she 
what we set up the issue. And then she did a welcome letter to kind of even more so prepare the table. Then we go into reminders every issue where we, again, just kind of share our hearts where we're at. Some things to keep in mind as you're engaging with different voices and different topics that you might disagree, but that's healthy. That's good. Hmm. If you're uncomfortable, that's a good sign that you're pressing in and you're, and we don't want to be an echo chamber. That was a big thing we highlighted in our letter Mm -hmm. was we don't want this to be a space where it's Hmm. just all agreement, but we want to welcome as many different voices as possible Mm. that are all aligned on the sense of we want to have a conversation. We have the commitment to respect and dignity and honoring each other's voices. So from that, one of um, another great, I mean, they're all phenomenal in their own way. So we could walk through each one and why dear and why their topic is so relevant and so important. We had Susan from Enneagram Prison Project um, graciously give us a section of her new book that's coming out. So it's phenomenal and her book's going to be, we're so excited to get to get our hands on that as soon as it releases, which is releasing soon. So she just offers such a grace-filled perspective and um, this idea of redemption, this idea of justice and (laughs) <laughs> the work that she's doing, um, the work that Prison Pro- Enneagram Prison Project is doing is phenomenal. So yeah. there's lots of stories like that that are yeah, just it a is. lot of people doing some really incredible, brave work in the world. So Becca, you you shared with us kind of like the how the justice issue is kind of the first the first act of four for this year. Yeah. Can you give us a little synopsis of what that looks right. like? Yeah. So we, um, I think after we had our first year under our belts and we're like, okay, so what is the next year going to look like? And, and even knowing that our readers are like dear to us, this is a, this is a a community Mm. of people who are committed to, to diving in deeper, to growing, to taking the time to do self-reflection. We just feel a lot of alignment with our readers. And so, we were like, what's the journey that we want to go on this year? And even visually, as a visual representation. And so the first issue of justice is around soil. And look, we believe that uh, our in our hearts, and even as Jesus teaches, the nice. condition of the soil. Taking a check, checking in on that, seeing how that is, and th- knowing that justice syncs up so closely with that. And then we're moving into the next issue, which will be focused on health. And that's really looking at the seed itself and the different representations uh, that we bring into the world, the different things. And both of those are really hidden. Uh, Justice starts at such a hidden place in our own hearts. No one can can do that work for us. No one can do the Enneagram work for us, but especially areas of justice and health. That is such a hidden internal journey, first and foremost. Then we're moving to the third movement, which will be endeavor, which then starts to, the plant starts to come out of the ground a bit and starts to engage even more so in the world around us. We really believe we're part of a bigger story taking place. And part of our invitation is to see our place in that story. And so the plant, and then the we're going to end the year with wonder. And really that's going to be um, visually depicted through flowers and fruit and the things that we're given as a gift to celebrate in one another and to give as an offering to the world. And hopefully that expands our wonder and continues to invite us to live a life of curiosity. Mm. 
So that's the four movements we're inviting people through yeah. this year. That's really great. Uh, so Beck and Molly, uh, I hope our listeners are uh, intrigued if they haven't heard about Enneagram Magazine and want to learn more about it. Where can they go find the magazine and find out more about it? Yeah, so you can find out more about Enneagram Magazine at our website, which is very easy, enneagrammagazine.com. You can also find us on Instagram. We post most frequently there, which is our the handle is Enneagram Magazine. That's great. Uh, way to lock that URL down. Well done. Um, yes, we did also, right away. Uh, I would really encourage... <laughs> I would really encourage our listeners uh, yeah, to go check out their website and uh, their Instagram account and yeah, see what Enneagram Magazine is about And because it, it is, it's a beautiful work that not only looks visually really appealing, but uh, also I think offers a unique community in that it, every issue tends to bring in uh, Enneagram experts, people who you... Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know about and uh, read or follow, as well as just people who are earnestly trying to do their own work. And um, and so I think often in the Enneagram community, there is this distance between the expert and then you know the uh, the student. And somehow those lines are blurred. I think in a really good and helpful yeah. way uh, with what you're doing with the magazine. So, mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, so thank you for the good work that you're doing. Um, really thank you. Now also I should mention, uh, Molly and Becca, you have cooked up a nice little discount for our listeners. If they want to check out the magazine, is that correct? We sure have. Yes. So if you place an order, um, just click in fathoms, all caps as the discount code and you'll get 10% off. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Special yeah. shout out. Uh, well, that's cool. We're so thankful. Yeah. Thank, so thankful yeah. thank for you so for doing that. Yeah. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you again for the great work that you're doing. It's good and needed work in this space. And we're happy to partner with you on this journey. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fathoms, an Enneagram podcast. If you found this episode helpful in any way, consider sharing it with a friend or family member. We are so honored to be on this journey with you, discovering our inner depths one fathom at a time. Truthwork Media Studios.